straight out of Philly, starting now. Three, two, one. What's up, you dirty scumbags? Welcome to South Philly's number one podcast, straight out of Philly. Today's going to be a fun show, so sit back and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we need to start with some devastating news for our boys in blue coming out of Temple University. Last night, while attempting to stop yet another carjacking, an up-and-coming off-duty Temple University police officer was shot in the fucking head by an 18-year-old white piece of shit. This morning, February 19th, the U.S. Marshals apprehended the perp in Bucks County, just outside city limits. Hopefully, they were able to get a little retribution in during their arrest. Carjackings are running rampant in Philadelphia. Last year, over 1,300 carjackings were reported. In the first 22 days of this this year, you heard me right, this year, the Philadelphia Police Department has received reports on over 1,200. That's right, 1,200 fucking carjackings in 22 days. Why the increase? It all starts off with our leadership. Mayor Kenny, District Attorney Larry Krasner, and Police Commissioner Outlaw have introduced a soft on crime policy that is destroying this fucking city. It all started during those goddamn riots where our heroes were not allowed to apprehend violent protesters and rioters. The Three Stooges just sat back and watched hundreds of officers get injured by attacks and while rioters caused millions and millions in damages to small businesses throughout the city. Our esteemed mayor tweeted this out two nights ago. Heartbroken and outraged by tonight's news of the shooting and death of a Temple University police officer, the city of Philadelphia joins the Temple community in mourning. My deepest condolences to his family and loved ones. The city will continue to work with Temple Police to support them during this difficult time. What complete bullshit. I'm sure the officers' families loves to hear it from you. It's not like your policies, along with the DAs, created this lawlessness that Philadelphians are currently living through. Innocent people are being victimized by these thugs at gunpoint for what? A short joyride or pennies on the dollar when they hawk the stolen vehicles? This is not what us Philadelphians ask for or fucking deserve. We should feel safe driving our kids to school or visiting Center City for some, you know, shopping and fine dining out. But because of our liberal leadership in City Hall, the criminals have more rights than us law-abiding citizens. What's going to happen when a permit-carrying gun opens up on two carjackers? The city will have her back, right? (laughs) I wouldn't want to test that fucking theory out. The only way for Philadelphia to become a safer city 
is to vote people in who actually care for the city and for us Philadelphians. Are we going to vote someone in who will clean up the streets and enact tough on crime measures? Or the people continue to vote the same fucking bums that are causing this mayhem? Will it take the National Guard patrolling our streets to make it happen? I, for one, sure as hell hope not. To all those police officers protecting us, I will always have your back. To those who decide that carjackings are worth the risk, I hope you are proved wrong. Anyways, enough of that. It's break time. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you scumbags. Let's get down to the race to be the Philadelphia's next mayor. As usual, there's a long field vying for the top spot located in City Hall. And of course, probably 90% of those idiots have no real reason for running except to inflate their already pompous egos. This is a important uh, race for the city of Brotherly Love. Two years in a row, the city's seen over 500 merge, breaking the record two years ago and nearly breaking it again last year. Carjackings are through the roof, violent crime rates have exploded, and tourism into our once great city has practically hit rock bottom. Many are to blame, but the mayor, I say again, the mayor is the ultimate public figure of the city. Someone who people look towards when they need answers. Someone who is supposed to be a beacon of hope for the city. For the past many years, our mayor's policies have destroyed to the city to a point where it feels like a war zone in Center City at night. We need someone who will change that. But who, who that might, might be? So far, there's almost 10 candidates running. And as per Philadelphia norm, there's only one Republican running, and he is David O. In a city where Republicans are outnumbered by Democrats at a rate of 9 to 2, it's no wonder why only one Republican has the nerves, or some say stupidity, to run. Philadelphia hasn't seen a Republican mayor since the 1950s. Now that's fucking, fucking insane. To the people who bitch and moan about fucking crime surge we're experiencing, the hell do you expect? The, def the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, even though you know the outcome. So, I think voting the same way for over a half a century could fall under the term insanity. On the other side of the aisle, we have a bunch of Democrats who have no business running. A few that could stand a chance in a smaller city, and in my opinion, only two that should stand a goddamn chance of winning. Hell, one dude said the way she'll crack down on violence is to go against the illegal dumping of garbage throughout the city. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to keep us uh, safe. Talk about stupidity. The only thing more stupid than that idea are those who would actually vote for her. Sherelle Parker and... Amen Brown are two Democrats that should be facing off with each other. According to their policies put forth by their campaigns, they are very tough on crime. Parker opposes a safe injection sites that would destroy our neighborhoods. She wants to install a much-needed upgrade to a police forensic capabilities 
and provide more body cameras for officers to wear. Amen Brown is another candidate that sounds like he'll be tough on crime. Early on, he'll call, he called for an increased funding in the public schools to install security cameras and door upgrades to keep our children safe. Another topic that is close to many Philadelphians' hearts are those fucking illegal bikes clogging our streets. Our current administration will not do a damn thing about them. Fuck what the citizens want. Let the criminals run wild. Brown publicly stated that he would pass a bill that will allow the police to immediately destroy any illegal bike or ATV confiscated by the PPD. Now, saying one thing and doing it are completely two different things. Of all the candidates running, only two have come out and specifically stated what their plans and policies to stop the surge of violence affecting our great city are. And they are Sherelle Parker and Amen Brown. It's too early for me to make a call on who I'm going to support, but I'll say this. This might be the first time a Democrat would have my vote. I can't believe I just fucking said that. Well, after that, I need a break to rinse my mouth out with bleach. Up next, all things Phillies. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. have some fun and talk Phillies baseball. First things first, our front office once again avoided arbitration with another reliever, Jose Alvarado, to, by signing a three-year, approximately $25 million. Now, all we must do is sign our stud, Aaron Nola, to a long-term contract before he walks. We cannot let this man walk. If he becomes a free agent, he will be a top three pitcher available in the field next season. And we don't want that. We want that man in our organization for his career. Down in Clearwater, manager Rob Thompson was quoted in saying that Trey Turner will probably bat lead off until Bryce Harper returns from his Tommy John surgery. Yes, yes, I know. Turner will be an amazing leadoff hitter with his combination of power and speed. But fuck, man. I'm going to miss seeing those bombs from Schwarber to start off the games. Even with Harper being out for the first half, our lineup is going to be flat-out amazing. The bell will be ringing a lot this year at the bank. From all my sources down in Clearwater, it looks like a lock that Aaron Painter is going to be our fifth starter in an already solid rotation. Imagine being a fucking 19-year-old staring down Fernando Tatis Jr., with the game on the line. God damn. And finally, some sad news from the clubhouse. Our favorite song, Dancing on My Own, is officially retired from the Phillies clubhouse. We all remember the videos after each win with that song blaring and the players singing along. Honorary DJ Garrett Stubb said that there will be hundreds of songs being played throughout the season. One will hit home and become the song that drives the Phillies onward to the postseason. I know, for myself, I can't wait to opening day to get here. With our lineup, rotation, and bullpen, we are in for a magical run to bring home that elusive trophy. All right, douchebags, 
Another break is needed, so I'll be right back. All right, somebody, welcome back to a segment that is always weird and usually fucked up. A segment about politics. A few days ago, Senator John Fetterman, who's a Democrat, entered Walter Reed Hospital with what his handlers are calling clinical depression. I want my listeners to fully understand that by no means am I making light of anything to do with mental health, as I suffer from PTSD with anxiety and depression. What I am talking about is the situation surrounding prior to Senator Fetterman's being admitted. Anyone wonder why his handlers at the DNC pushed him to continue his campaign even after the stroke he suffered a few months ago? Was it because they thought that he was okay enough to run, win, and fulfill the duties of a sworn senator? Fuck no. They wanted him to run because they needed to win that seat. Without that seat, the Republicans would have had a one-seat majority in the Senate. The DNC did not want any of that, so they pushed and pushed their candidate who they knew was broken across the finish line with zero regards to his health. They've done that with Uncle Joe, too. Does anyone really think he has the mental capabilities to run this country? I mean, they needed a candidate to beat President Trump. They found one in a creepy old man who can't even finish a sentence. I actually feel bad for both Fetterman and Biden. They both are just pawns in the DNC's endgame, and their health is no importance at all. They're just pieces on a chessboard. Their wives should be ashamed of themselves for allowing this to happen to their husbands. Or are they just at fault? Now, for some rather startling news regarding the UFOs Biden has shot out of the sky. Our intel agencies believe they belong to possibly a research institute, hobby group, or a science experimental group. Either way, we are being told that we might not, never know what they actually are. Why the fuck not? What are they hiding from us? Well, at least someone had some good news about this. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, tweeted it best. To be fair, Biden is providing a powerful deterrence for any high school science club that might try to evade America. Well, let's have one more break before we end the show. We'll be right back. All right, scumbags, that's it for today. Next week, we're going to discuss the top three conspiracy theories coming out of Reddit. I'm Brent Snyder. Coming straight out of Philly.